Hello. It's time. Let me get settled. Are you ready? I'm ready. She's ready. Three, two, one. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Today is Friday, August 21st, 2020. My name is Jeremy, and this, this is my first cup of coffee. Well, I'm wondering if we're going to have new people moving forward, because yesterday's episode of Martial Arts Radio was about First Cup. So if anybody happens to watch this, and this is your first episode of First Cup, thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming by. It's a, it's a different vibe. It's a different sort of show, but hopefully you enjoy it. Oh, Frank, you're too kind. Frank says, a whistle kick hat, $31.99. A first cup with Jeremy Mug, $13.99. A friend like Jeremy, priceless. Well, thank you. I, I, um, I feel the same about you and many of the others who are involved with whistle kick. Um, I start my day here. Here's a little bit of behind the scenes into my life. I start my day with some, some Tony Robbins stuff, and some of it involves some, some thankfulness and some affirmations. And one of the things I find myself very thankful for, oh, thank you, Stacy. One of the things I find myself very thankful for are the people that help with Whistlekick stuff. Uh, I had a conversation with somebody else yesterday, somebody, somebody new, somebody pulling into the, what's called the Whistlekick orbit, somebody who's taking on a project. And some of these people, in fact, most of these people, are doing these things for free. Uh, Kick doesn't have the money to pay them. And when Kick has money, they will be the first people offered positions to do things. But we're growing, and it's because of the good people, the kind people, the friendly, supportive people who are picking up some of the slack because there's only so much that I can do. When did I finish up my day yesterday? Uh, I had my last call at 4.30 and I was done at about 4.45. So I worked yesterday from 6.30 to 4.45 and I was fried. And that is what happens most days. Some days I'm able to stretch it a little bit. This is Friday. I don't know how long I'll be able to get. I've got a call at noon. Got a handful of projects. I'm trying to get done but there's only so much Jeremy to go around and I do everything I can to get as much done as I can what else happened yesterday um, I recorded a Thursday episode and I tried something new so Thursday episode recorded it in video put the video up on patreon um, put the unedited audio on patreon and that Thursday episode will be out next week. And what, what was that show about? That show was about how constantly tearing down other martial artists, other styles, the way everybody does everything is actually counterproductive for all of us. It's not a new message. It's not something new, but it's something that popped up for me again in the last few days. And it drives me nuts. So I spoke about it. In fact, I spoke about it twice, because the first time I recorded it, I forgot to turn on the microphone. Ugh. Couldn't hear anything. 
thought about putting up a video with, with just me talking, but no audio, and then decided that wouldn't be very, that wouldn't be fun at all for anyone. Not even a good joke. What else happened yesterday? Went to the gym for a little bit. Uh, cooked some good food. Did I even leave the house prior to? No. The only time I left the house was, was for the gym. That's going to change today. I think I'm going to go to Panera and work from Panera. <laughs> Stacy says, let's not be driving Jeremy nuts, folks. Um, that's a challenge when we're talking about martial arts. Because, well, you'll listen to the episode. You'll, you'll hear it. I'm excited for it to be Friday. Got a bunch of things on the docket for today. One of them I need to really take a hard look at. I, I, I think it's worth my time. That's one of the challenges that I have. I take a look at things that I've been working on, and because I've been working on them and they're not finished, I want to finish them. I, I really struggle with things being unfinished. But not everything's worth the time. Sometimes you get halfway through something and realize this isn't worth it. It's going to take a ton of time. And this project, I don't know. It's a great idea, but do we have the reach to pull it off? I don't know. And so what I might do, because I don't think it'll take very long to finish the test portion. It's a, it's a 300, well, it's a year-long program um, that just needs to be formatted. All the things are done decided what has to happen every day. It just needs to be finished. Um, but I wanted to get the first month done to show to a few people and make sure that the formatting and everything worked. You know what? I'm talking myself into it. Because I think, I think one of the people on the team, I think we can set a budget and she can do the implementation. So, yeah, I think we'll do that. Right? Right. Okay. So. What else can I say? Oh, what's going on this weekend? This is where it's Friday, so I usually tell people what, what's going on this weekend. Uh, it's supposed to rain Sunday, last I looked. Tomorrow weather is supposed to be good, so I'm going to try to get outside. I've got some stuff in the yard I've got to do. It's, uh, it's starting to get cold at night, which means I need to start thinking about preparation for winter. I don't like, it's August. I don't want to have to deal with that, but I do. Um, I got a, got a few things I got to do for that. And, uh, yeah. So, let's see what you all wrote in. If you want to write something in, if you got questions or comments or just things you're looking for feedback on, drop them below after the show. This was a, a distinction someone made yesterday. You leave that those comments on this episode after the show and I look back t on Monday I look back at this episode to see what people commented on after the comments that you leave during the show they don't show up in the same way so I can't refer back to those nearly as easily and I figure if you're here I'm gonna I'm gonna answer your questions unless they're really oh I'm sorry cat I just smacked the cat with a, with a cord um, unless they're big and complicated I'll, I'll just I'll answer them during the show. If it's some like big thing, I'll ask you to leave it as a comment. Because sometimes I, I like to 
think about them, noodle over them for a bit. You can get this mug at whistlekick.com. $13.99? I think we break even on that. I don't know. I don't care. It's like the only thing. Mugs are, and shirts are like the only thing in the store and programs. There's very little gear right now. Wow, look at all these comments. All right. Looks like today we've got stuff from Stacy, from Gabe, from Frank. And we'll start off with Frank's jokes because what better way to start a day than with some humor? The jokes for Funday Friday. Earlier this month, Jeremy posted his latest business idea on Facebook, Pirate Vacations. Upon further research, it just so happens that according to HolidayInsights.com, August is International Pirate Month. Who knew? And guess what? I'm moving forward with that idea. We're, we're, we're building the website right now. I have no idea what's going to come of it. I don't know if I'm going to end up implementing it or passing it off to somebody else, but it's too cool of an idea to not exist. So we're going to turn it into a thing. Why wouldn't the pirate fight the octopus? It was too well armed. What type of socks do pirates wear? Argyle. <laughs> Why didn't the pirate take a bath before he walked the plank? He knew he would just wash up on shore later. Where can you find a pirate who has lost his wooden leg? Right where you left him. And what's a pirate's favorite vegetable? Artichoke. Good stuff. As always, from Frank, thank you. All right. Oh, and Jason. So, yeah, Frank, Jason, Stacy. All right, and we'll take these in order. What's your favorite robe? That's Gabe's. Um, depends on the temperature. My, my, so I've got this robe, which is obviously my summer robe. Um, and the last couple days, you may have noticed, I wore some clothes. I wore clothes under this yesterday and clothes instead of this two days ago because it was too cold. <laughs> Stacy counters uh, arugula. I've got arugula going in my uh, hydroponic setup. Once that's worth showing, I'll show you. Right now it's just a series of PVC pipes. I like this robe when it's hot out. I don't like this robe when it's cold. Uh, it's not my most comfortable robe. I've got a terry cloth robe, which was my first robe that the cat has needed, and it just it it looks like hell. I have to cut it. I have to cut pieces off of it. But I also was it last winter. I picked up a robe at, at Costco, and it's very soft, very fuzzy. Um, what would I relate it to? It's like a fleece robe. That one's my favorite because, assuming it's not too hot, when I put that on, it's just like snuggling into a cloud. Next, we'll go with Frank. The best fighter is never angry, Lao Tzu. I agree. Anger clouds our judgment. How, how many times have you or you've heard somebody say, you know, I was really angry. I couldn't, couldn't think straight. It happens. If you're angry when you're fighting, you're not thinking straight. And the best fighters think straight. They think in the moment. 
if you've ever had the chance to spar with or work with a really, really top-notch, world-class fighter, they can react in the moment as you are doing things. The slightest adjustment to your head, to your hands, they know exactly what that means, and they put themselves in position for it. If you're angry, you're not focused, you're not aware. You are blinded to what's going on, whether that's in your training, in competition, or just in life. I don't get angry very often. I used to. I used to get angry a lot. It was anger out of frustration. It was probably the adult version of uh, when toddlers throw temper tantrums because they're frustrated. They don't really know how to express themselves. They're not feeling like they're being heard. Through my 20s, I was like that. I wasn't good at communicating. I think I've changed. I like to think I'm a much better communicator now. still get frustrated, but I rarely get angry. The essence of warrior traits are demonstrated by integrity with self and honesty with others. Soke Bazad Amadi. Frank, I think you dropped a quote from him the other day. If you could either leave us a little bit about who he is or shoot me some info on who he is, that would be great, because I want to know who this guy is. I'm assuming it's a, it's a man, the, the name... Bazad sounds masculine to me. The essence of warrior traits are demonstrated by integrity of the self and honesty with others. Honesty isn't easy. It's hard to be honest all the time. I've learned something, though, and I'm working on it. Not only am I honest with people, which, let's, let's be honest, not everyone likes that. There are ways that you express things that are unnecessarily harsh, and that's not what I mean. But I try not to hide things anymore. And does it bite me in the butt? Yeah, it does. Because not everyone is, not everyone has the integrity to handle that information. Uh, my recent uh, fitness training job departure is a good example of that. I was completely honest. It did not serve me. Well, rather it did, but it also showed me a number of people who do not belong in my life. But to go even further than just being honest, I try not to say anything about anyone that I would not say if they were in the room. That has kept me out of a lot of trouble. When I was younger, I wanted to be helpful to people, so I would take my personal assessments of people that I thought might be helpful to them as they engaged with people and share them. Sometimes those people would go back and say, Jeremy said this about you. And of course they would miss the intent or misuse words or, or whatnot. And here I am trying to be helpful and now I look bad. So I don't do that anymore. Unless somebody is in the room Unless they pass that test, you know, so-and-so. And, yeah, I'll say it. Would I say it if they were there? Yep, then I'll say it. Now, what about the other half of this? Integrity with self. Integrity. What's integrity? It's doing the right thing even when it's easy not to. 
it's um, it's returning the money that you borrowed when the other person when the person you borrowed it from forgot about it it's It's moving the world forward. It's being kind. It's it's recognizing that we're all connected and sharing the same space and understanding that we can't be selfish about that space. We have to exist together. It's respecting others and differing beliefs and it, it's... It's easy to know when you're not acting in integrity. It's very easy to know when someone else isn't. Or at least we think we do. It's your conscience. It's... <coughs> Excuse me. It's your own personal code. And following it. Recognizing that that code applies equally to yourself and to others. The Chinese words gong fu translate more or less as a man hard at work over a long time. If you want to unlock the full power of kung fu, it is not going to be easy. You're going to have to work. You're going to have to sacrifice and you're going to have to suffer over a long time. Master Ian Armstrong. Hasn't he been on the show? I have to check. One second, I'm pretty sure he's been on the show. See, this is the challenge with 500 plus episodes. I don't remember. Come on, tablet. Ian Arm Strong. Whistle, kick. On Google, you should be able to auto complete that one. Yeah, episode 438. <laughs> I thought so. Um, who is this guy? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is the guy with the Kung Fu retreat in Thailand. I like that guy. He invited me to come train there. And if maybe if planes are ever a thing again, I'll go. Let me read that again now that I'm not distracted. The Chinese words Kung Fu translate more or less as a man hard at work over a long time. If you want to unlock the full power of Kung Fu, it is not going to be easy. You are going to have to work. You are going to have to sacrifice and you are going to have to suffer over a long time. The, that, that's kind of an expanded definition of, of what I've always heard, which is a pretty simple one. Mastery. Kung Fu is mastery. It's mastery over a thing. You can... You can have Kung Fu. I notice that I've got a little bit of that G sound. I try to be authentic when I know how to pronounce things. Not k ka, but it's more of a gung g. It's a, a slightly different sound than we have in English, Kung Fu. Um, you could, your Kung Fu could be photography. It could be painting. It could be gardening. It could be martial arts. But to master something, you're going to have to put in time. You're going to have to suffer. 
Mastering something doesn't mean you just do it for a little bit. Mastering something, mastering something, means that you have put in a significant amount of time, more than, than other people around you, and you have made it core to who you are. If you're going to make something core to who you are, you have to remove something that you were. There has to be a place that it occupies, and unless you had hollow puzzle pieces, it needs a place to go. This is why I don't like the term master in, in martial arts, because it is so subjective and it is so rarely, let's be honest, it's so rarely applied to people who are truly masters. Doing something for a few years doesn't make you a master. If you were to seek out a master carpenter and you found out that that person had done carpentry three or four hours a week for six or seven years, you'd probably be disappointed. But for some reason in martial arts, it can apply to that. None of my book. To achieve anything, we must grind, but to enjoy anything, we must flow. Chris Patakis. Hmm. I like that word flow. I've been using that one a lot lately. To flow, to just to move, to be fluid, to go from one thing to the next, to not resist. It's the it's the Bruce Lee quote, be water, right? It's it's you're just you're just along for the ride. That's much more enjoyable. If you've sat in a canoe in a river and just kind of been carried, it's kind of nice. Yeah, you can paddle, but just, just, just kind of hanging out. I like that. Jason said, uh, indeed, I was invited to a Sifu's home for a traditional meal. The master kept talking about the Gung Fu and he was referring to the cooking. Mm, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we all have something, I truly believe we all have something that we could be the best in the world at. Most of us will never discover what that is because we don't try very many different things. I know of a few people within martial arts who are doing those things. Bill Wallace is one of those people. He found his place in the world. He did his thing. Bruce Lee found his place in the world. He, the things that he did, he did better than anybody else could do. I don't know that I've found mine. I think that there's some, I think it's somewhere along what we're doing here with Whistlecake with trying to move martial arts forward, but it's hard to know. Really only five, six, ten, depending on how you want to look at it, years in. It's going to take a while, and it's only really in hindsight we'll find out. But I'm trying. I think I've got it. I know I'm not going to be the, the best basketball player in the world, the best soccer player even though I wanted to be when I was a kid. I know I'm not gonna be the best uh, race car driver. I'm not gonna be the best actor. But I can probably be the best guy that you get up in the morning, have a cup of coffee with while he sits on his couch with his cat in a bathroom. I think I got that one. Who knows, maybe there are other people doing this and they do a better job. 
If there are, let me know. I want to watch. I want to watch them and see what they're doing better. From Stacy, in learning you will teach, and in teaching you will learn. Phil Collins, not a martial artist, but if you have spent any time teaching, you know how true that is. This is why when, when people get upset about lower ranks teaching to other low ranks, that's why it, it, it frustrates me. Because the criticism, let, let's, let's take uh, a, a simple belt progression. You've got white belts and yellow belts, and yellow comes after white. And the white belt learns the first form in order to earn their yellow belt. And the yellow belt, Frank says, nice, Stacy, nice. The yellow belt one day is asked to review the first form with white belts. Does the yellow belt know the form reasonably well? Sure. Do they know it better than the white belts? Yes. There are people who will say that yellow belt doesn't have the full understanding of the form, so they should not be teaching it. And my point is, can the yellow belt help the white belt get better at it? Yes. But just as important, if not more, will the yellow belt become better at it by teaching it? Absolutely. If you're expecting a white belt to learn all the nuance of a basic form or basic techniques, you don't understand how teaching works. You don't understand how learning works. Is it possible that that yellow belt is going to teach something wrong that will have to be corrected later? Yep. Is it almost as likely that those, that, that white belt is going to learn something wrong, even from someone of much higher rank who really knows it, that has to be corrected later? Yep. So I look at it as what actually benefits the most people. It's a collaborative martial arts approach. I love seeing that. I've, my Taekwondo instructor is wonderful at this. I've seen, uh, especially with the kids class, you know, it, it's a mixed rank. You know, you've got first day students up to usually red belts. He doesn't have too many uh, black belts that don't go to the adult class. And start splitting them off into different groups. They're working on different forms or different techniques spread around the dojang. And somebody walks in for the adult class, maybe a green belt, which uh, in, in this school would go white, yellow, green. And he says, hey, put your bag down. Go work with so-and-so. And they're like, uh, okay. And that person develops so much as a martial artist working with that younger student, both Asian rank. And I think it's a missed opportunity. If you know how to do something somewhat, you know how to teach that somewhat. What, what, are, what are the four stages of, of knowledge? It, it, it's, um, what is it, you, you, you watch it, you repeat it, you do it, you teach it, something like that. Teaching something teaches you. I had my own school for two years. I learned more in that two-year time than I've ever learned in the rest of my martial arts in any other two, probably even five-year period. I learned a lot. 
And I think it's a great opportunity. Not everyone's going to have their own score. And the last one today, this one's from Jason. Oh, here we go. Question. You have to go to battle and you only have two things. Your current martial arts skills and an animal. The animal will obey your every command and understands your current ability. Which animal do you choose? Or which animal would choose you? Oh, great question. Okay. Um, I'm tempted... I'm tempted to kind of cheat at this, but I, I think one of the important questions is what kind of battle? Are we talking about, you know, a, a big... Uh, kind of old school battle with two big sides and they face off with each other and they, you know, march. or is it more guerrilla style warfare or am I one person with the animal going up against a bunch of people? That all matters. Um, John says, thank you for your insights this morning. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us, John. You have a great day as well. My instincts are going to something like a tiger or maybe a horse or an elephant. Elephant makes me think of that scene in uh, Lord of the Rings. What is it? The, the second one, the two towers with the oliphants and, and they're just stepping on people. I could see some value in that. Um, tiger makes me think of uh, The Walking Dead. Which, by the way, the way that the tiger went out was not appropriate. No, that was lame. Super lame. Uh, it would be something fierce. It would be something big and teeth and intimidating and scary. I think there are other ways you could look at that. But to get more specific, it would be depend on what, what the battle was. Now, the other half of that question, what animal would choose me? I would guess it would be a horse or some kind of big dog like a wolf because those are the animals that I tend to click with the most. I like horses. I've not spent a, much time with them of late, but I like horses. They get along well. They're empathetic. So are dogs. I'm imagining myself, you know, in... in Battle garb, trudging through the woods with a a really big wolf, like a Game of Thrones, like a big wolf walking next to me. You know, that that's probably where I would go. Unless we can go completely off the map and, and uh, say dragon. Because then I would pick a dragon, a really big dragon, that I could fly on, and it would breathe fire, and it would uh, eat my enemies. All right, it's time to go. This is a long episode. More, there are lots of questions. I love it. Thank you. All right, everyone. Here's what's going on now. I'm going to go. But if you want to support the work that we do at Whistlekick, first off, leave some questions or some comments below, and I'll respond to them on Monday. Secondly, make sure you're subscribed or you've turned on notifications because we do the show every weekday, 6.30 a.m. Eastern here on YouTube. And if you want to support us financially, you can go to the Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Whistlekick, or you can make a purchase at Whistlekick.com and use the code FIRSTCUP15 for 15% off. I love doing this show. I just do. Thanks for coming by. Thanks for watching. 
I hope you have a wonderful weekend, a great Friday, and I'll see you back here on Monday. Take care, everybody. Peace.